Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. We don't do in-person podcasts ever. Not usually, no. But we're doing one right now. Here we are. <laughs> with my buddy, Zach. Um, Zach, up? you are a troll-starving man. You have your own podcast yes. called Animalators, right? Yes, sir. Which is about animation, mm -hmm. which is like... Most people just think Pixar, right? Correct. Not Pixar. Not Pixar. No. Um, so it's curious conversations from the world of animation. No, I'm just saying the average are... person thinks Pixar. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Um, I, get, I get that all the time. Like, what yeah. do you do? Uh, I mean, creative director in an animation studio. Oh, like Pixar? No, yeah, not, yeah. not quite. Not yeah. quite. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's actually more like commercial animation. We do some like Hollywood, more like visual effects based stuff as well. Love it. Um, but yeah. And you just released your first video game. That is true. Bouncy Smash. Bouncy Smash. Just came out like a week ago. So, so, you're, so you create animation, you do a podcast, and you make video games. What else do you do that's creative and then requires just had a kid just had a kid oh that's creative yeah yeah very creative maybe the most creative thing you can do uh, yeah is create life that's true uh, so she's seven months old right now congrats Izzy. congrats she's uh taking over it's great very Man. cool yeah we have uh, five kids between the two of we've us we've got a lot of yeah we've done a lot of that creativity <laughs> yeah we've man we, we 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 really need to do more of that creativity no 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 we don't I mean, we without the without that. without the without the goalie or with the goalie right Children. pull the goalie yeah, yeah you need the, you need the goalie with the goalie yeah. we'll do that all, we'll do that creative dance all day long but uh, i guess we'll talk about your video game since uh, yeah. that just came out yeah, is, it, yeah. is it an app game it's an app yeah it's a mobile game we're okay. just on ios right now ios um and apple tv but it took you three well. years to make this game oh man yeah i mean i i rebuilt it twice from the ground up no so i knew nothing about making a game uh, when I started this, like, didn't know how to code. Um, you coded it. Oh yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. Is it Python or? Uh, no, C sharp. It's okay. built on an engine called Unity. Okay. Um, it did not start that way. Uh, built it on like. Yeah, basically, I'm I switched engines three times See, along the way. I'm sure the technology is changing faster than the coding, right? right. A little bit. Oh yeah. No, we, we're not even like built on the newest version of any of this software because we started it. You know, wild. So long ago. How Everyone's can... doing like Java and stuff for like Messenger, right? Like the, these Messenger games that go around. Oh, I have JavaScript. no idea. Yeah, they're like they're basically the uh, Facebook Messenger app. Okay, yeah. You 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 play you play these games with your friends. You just invite them into like a, a chat. Oh, that's and cool. The game the game runs on the Messenger whole platform. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no. It's social uh, and all that. Yeah, I don't know any of that. But. <laughs> well, tell us about Bouncy Smash. What's what's the yeah. type of game is it? Uh, so it is like a action platformer, I guess. It's like 2.5D side-scroller. Side um, cool. So you're a bouncy ball named Arlo, and you are smashing what we call the duplicants. Uh, it's kind of like a survival game. Super colorful, throwback to like kind of Donkey Kong, like early yeah. Super Nintendo and like Super Smash Brothers era of things. Super Smash Brothers was the um, best. Oh, it was the game best. of all time on 64. Yes. Yeah. I still play it. I, I, I met my um, one of my best friends in school. We met in a in a forest, just wandering. You know, happened upon a person, and yeah, really? about, about my age, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, like, like uh, what's up, man? And 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 I said, you have Super Smash Brothers? She's like, yeah. You wanna go play? Yeah. Best friends. What's your character? Yeah. No way. Oh, no way. That sounds almost like a real story. It, it, almost, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I thought you were gonna say you like found us, uh, and then you pulled a, a sword. RPG. You pulled a sword out of a stone. Yeah. 
And the uh, you got the master sword together. Yep. But it took yep. two of you to Who pull it out. Who was your Super Smash Bros. Uh, character? So I would say. Usually Zelda, I yeah. feel like, was Link. my... No, Link. Oh, yeah. What is wrong yeah, with I me? I can't Link believe I just too. said Bad Zelda. Flyer, Link. The sword, the sword moves. No, you're uh, you're into the feminism movement, so <laughs> yeah. Zelda was Zelda your character. Is, you could play Zelda in the newer ones, right? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. She's, she's cute. So. She's fun, right? That and... Um, That's like the theme I've noticed in a Captain. lot of cartoons lately, is the, the female is the dominant. She's... The female is is taking over. It's like Moana. Yeah, and yeah, that's great. Cars three. Because I have t- I have two daughters, so yeah. I'm like perfect you got, timing. You got yeah. Ray, Ray taking over in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's not a kids. So you say these show. like these yeah. old games? Well, Disney. Well, yeah, she's whatever. a Disney princess. Are you yeah. in your like your mid thirties? Uh, twenty seven. Oh my gosh! So. The beard gives gives you this elderly. Look. I I do have yeah. a long beard. Yeah. It helps me out. You so know, you were really young when like sixty four games were. Oh yeah, we yeah, like middle middle school. When my yeah. grows, it's red too. I was disappointed that yours is gone. Yeah, I just cut it off because. Uh, I don't know why I cut it off, but I was gonna say it would have been the the the, the Triforce, yeah, <laughs> of red beards to bring it all back to so Zelda. Much Saxon blood going on. <laughs> but yeah. I want, but I want, I want to talk about this. I don't know if I cut you off. I'm sorry, but I want to talk about three years of of trolls. Oh, I yeah. would have given up easily after about a year. Like, forget this. <laughs> another coding platform. Another change. Uh, but you designed, did you design all the characters and did all the coding? So a lot of people came on to help. I did all the coding. I art directed it, directed the game. Um, but I also run an animation studio, and it was a project of our studio. Okay. And so we had, um, you know, we had everybody on our team helped out in a certain way. Like uh, okay. one of our uh, team members, Max, did pretty much modeled all the things you see in the game. Well, that's cool. Um, and helped out a ton with that. Um, we also hired on a bunch of other super talented people to help as well. So we, we brought on... Uh, so you guys have really gone for it with this game. Yeah, yeah. We brought on a team in Minneapolis to like do the character art, uh, which we then turned into the 3D characters. Um, we worked with some uh, fantastic musicians, Ben Worley in Makeup and Vanity Set, who did all the music. Um, mm. De facto in Washington, D.C., did all of our sound design. Um, you know, pulled it, pulled in a lot of favors. People were super Crazy. generous and kind of came on and helped us out with it, which was amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like, you know, it, it was off and on for three years. It wasn't like, you know, every day working on it. It was, you know, nights here and there, weekends here and there. Um, and then towards the end, um, my business partner, Sam, like, kind of, we, we made it an effort and we said, like, we're doing this. We're like, we're getting this out there. And so he kind of cleared some of our animation schedule. So I was able to, you know, spend full days on it and things like that. But, wow. But yeah, no, it definitely wasn't, there was a lot of nights where it's like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, but like, <laughs> you know, keep going. But overall, it was, it was fun. Like, I was listening to um, uh, Peel. What's the guy who directed Get Out? Um, oh, Jordan Peel. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Peel did uh, an hmm. interview. Um, and he was basically like, he's like, I've always got like three three scripts going um, that I'm working on at a time. And he's yeah. just like, I, I every day, his motto is like, chase the fun, yeah. which I thought was like a really cool kind I of motto. I like that. I like and that. it's just like, if I'm not, if I'm not working on something that's you know, fun to me. It's not going to be fun to anybody else. Right. Go where the juice is. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, not to say that, like, all of the creative process is fun, because sure. it definitely is not. There's some stuff you got to get through that isn't. Right. But, like... And that's what this podcast is about, basically. Kind of, well, that's 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 what it could be if you were to boil it down into a sentence. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I thought to bring you on, because yeah. it's like, you got a lot of irons in the fire, you're doing stuff, and you got to go 
with the flow. So he was saying, chase the fun. I like that. Yeah. Follow your bliss. That sounds like a Supertones record, right? <laughs> it does. Oh, man. Supertones. Oh, yeah. So, so there's <laughs> Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Well, he's coming on the third podcast Are we're doing serious? tonight. Yeah. So oh, just, wow. you can stick around I and back there <laughs> like in the back of the RV right, and just right kind of pop yeah. up and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The RV podcast. For those at, at home listening, um, yeah, we're doing three podcasts tonight. We are on Nate's motorhome right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like the best podcasting spot ever. It really this is, is great. a nice office. It's got a nice like little vibe to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Production uh, trailer. Just got to, yeah. Get some candles in here. It's maybe, like we're making or? a movie. We're making, we're making, we have three scripts tonight yeah. that we're working on. We're chasing yeah. the fun. Chasing the fun. Uh, in the fun, usually RVs have some kind of fun name, like fun in the sun. With Sunseeker. <laughs> this is a Sunseeker. Sun All right. So chase the sun fun <laughs> in the Sunseeker. What Classic. the hell are we talking about? Okay. Uh, but but you, uh, so when you're feeling like today I don't want to do the video game, I'm going to podcast. Yeah. And what do you talk about on your podcast? Um, Troll starving? No, no. So I usually just talk to people in the animation industry and that can be um, commercial animation, feature film animation, some video games as well. Um, basically just seek out guests who inspire me, people who um, I want to learn from and then I get them on the show and just try and get them talking about what they're most passionate about, what they're learning right now. Um, That's you know, cool. Talk a little bit about animation, talk a little bit about their story as well. Um, and kind of use that as a jumping off point to talk about yeah. uh, things they've learned along the way. Do you ever feel like the average person doesn't realize that like sometimes you work hours and days and weeks on like three or four seconds of animation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're like, that took me a month to do that little <laughs> yeah. thing right there. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I do that with video editing. I'm like, this takes forever sometimes to do like a couple seconds and... Oh yeah. Talk about that for a second. Like I just think that's the meticulous detail that you have to kind of zone in and and I don't know. Just cuz I just think some people just don't appreciate it. Oh yeah. They have no, no idea. No, like well, our you know, our average piece that we work on is about a minute long. Um, and we'll spend at least a month on that that minute and that requires like many people like working on it over that that month of time so it's it's a lot of hours that go into making something that looks great it's like commercial work for for like yeah so like some of our like we do a lot of stuff for um tech companies we do we've worked with like netflix amazon um we did like reddits um we've done a couple things for reddit at this point we like helped them launch their mobile app and did their advertisement for that um we worked with uh bad robot last year we directed and animated the um first trailer for Who's castle rock who's a bad robot again uh jj jj abrams, abrams right, yeah right, right. so we worked with jj and uh stephen king on their first trailer for castle rock okay cool. um which is a new show coming out on on hulu um so we got to that's awesome work with the yeah, it was crazy. It was. You've had a hell of a year then, because I remember last time we hung out. Uh, it was years ago, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, what you guys have been able to accomplish since I first moved here? You guys have really like stepped it up and. Yeah, thanks, man. Knocked it yeah. out of the park. We've been, we've been working hard. Um, That's but, awesome. Yeah, we do. We also do a lot of. Um, we work with a lot of the Alexa products for Amazon. So, like, if you, um, if you buy a 
echo show or like an echo dot or something like that are we work on the first run videos is what they're called frvs so like it is essentially the first thing you see when you turn on those devices is like we do an anim it's like an animated piece showing you like what you can do with your um right. with your alexa um and so they keep us they keep us real busy wow um which is great gosh that's great so. I mean, we were just thinking I, we just ran a uh we're running a kickstarter for a documentary right now with the um with the bad Christian dudes, um, it's called "What Would Jesus Sell." It's a, a Christian music documentary. Okay, cool. Music industry. Yeah. And uh, and one of like the stretch goals we were thinking of is is animation. Oh, nice. Because yeah. to be able to get, you know, obviously if 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 you're using charts and graphs to show kind of growth in an industry or something like that, to have it animated is such a better storyteller, way more educational for people to to view. So I was just totally. Thinking, you know, when you said that, I was like, "Oh, that's a, that's basically exactly what we would want to do with the film." Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be fun. I love documentaries. J.J. Abrams, Bad Christian. <laughs> I don't know. This is the same. Oh, I'm not selling you Which on it. I'm just, saying, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying that. No, no, we that, love that. That exact thing that, that you do is is, no, you, is a valuable tool that, like, even I, a dummy who doesn't know what I'm doing, wants. Yeah. Well, I would so. I would venture to say that you you see more animation on a daily basis than you realize. It's all over the place, you know. Oh, yeah. If you pop on TV sure. show or if you're on your phone, mostly apps and other things. But yeah, most of these startups, you know, you go and you're just looking at the website and it's just like a quick animation and that's 20 seconds took somebody a month to do oh, yeah. and you just breezed over it like i don't totally. want to watch this crap um <laughs> or it's like showing like a family member or like a friend like a like, video oh, you worked on and then yeah. they like get a text message like while they're watching your like 30 second piece <laughs> yeah. and they like look at it for like just a second and you're like yeah, yeah you just yeah. missed like a week of work it's yeah. fine it's fine yeah. i don't mind this is this yeah. is fine so yeah, that's why you started the podcast to get people on that just like kind of like cry about how much People don't care about Basically. Your, your beautiful work yeah. that you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the same. Us. The same yeah. goes into like recording music. You know, like I remember. Yeah. I remember. Uh, sometimes just a week went into making the drums perfect, and I'm yeah. just like, this is way too long. <laughs> like people don't people don't listen to that that intently, <laughs> do they? And we've gotten these arguments of like how much time we should spend mm. on this stuff. But I mean, I guess it just that's a tough thing to like know. I think like how. When like is it good enough? Is, yeah, when is it good enough? Because, like, have you ever yeah. put something out that you're like, yeah, I, I did everything I wanted to do on that song? Well, you gotta I chase the fun, or in a sense, you gotta chase what you think is good. Yeah. Because if you don't think it's good, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Totally. So, but you can get really, really hung up, and we can talk about that. When you get really, really hung up, kind of trying to micromanage and, and edit and fix something that if you could step away from, and really see it with with an outsider's eyes you would know is fine mm -hmm. do you get stuck in those loops oh yeah there? especially about things that i'm like really passionate about yeah. like just knowing yeah like is this reading well to someone else like is this it's it's tough when you get down into it too because it's like you know we really need to tweak this like one guy's like finger movement like in the background of the shot because it's really bothering me but like you show that to someone <laughs> no like 10 times no no yeah, one sees yeah, it yeah and that's like a pretty drastic example but i think like it's so easy to get bogged down in those like the details of things when like maybe you need to step back and think like you know greater picture like you can't just keep polishing th this thing that overall isn't working do you have people that you go to to show stuff that you kind of trust like, oh yeah there's people like in your office or just elsewhere no definitely i mean like the, the first person's always my business partner sam like 
he's our producer and like isn't as involved in like the nitty like gritty like every day um you know bringing it to life and he's always got a great eye on like you know making sure the client's happy and making sure like this is going to read well to their audience right. yeah right yeah um because for us like Animators. Every Frodo's got a Sam, right? Yeah, but it's also like for us animators, like down in the trenches, like I feel like sometimes I feel like this might happen to music as well. Like we're almost trying to impress our peers, right? Like we're trying to right. make stuff that like other animators and designers and artists are gonna yeah. be like, wow, right. that's cool. You and but like that's for the consumer. That's like writing a writing a hit song. You're, like make it simple yeah. and catchy. Don't try to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you'd be surprised though. I mean, I think that's a big part of the music industry. The bands you're on tour with, everyone. Like, I remember being on Warp Tour and everyone's like on side stage watching you play, or like, you know, and you just feel this pressure of like, oh man, we got to play a really good set right now because I remember being on Warp Tour a couple times and I remember like Chris from Saves the Day is in the crowd because he's got pink hair and then <laughs> and then fat mike from no effects has got green hair and he's out in the crowd watching us and i was like crap if these guys are watching us play right now like who else is out there yeah and i would get paranoid in my mind like oh man our band sucks <laughs> like why are these people watching us and you know and then i was like we got to put on a good show and uh yeah it's it's yeah and then 99 percent of the fans aren't critiquing i mean not even the peers don't even critique often often our peers i think will will think will listen to music through like a fan yeah like a fan's ears but but it's like this competition though like um it's unspoken a lot of times but it's just like you know you're trying to prove yourself to the industry and to people sure. in the industry. oh yeah and there's like gatekeepers too that you're like just trying to get to like you i don't know if that's true in the music no industry, it, but it's, it's true of everything yeah. you know i think it's true if 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 you want to do a podcast about anything, there's a gatekeeper. If you want to, if you, if you want to be a professional disc golf player, <laughs> there's a gatekeeper yeah. there. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is. Yep. I feel like gatekeepers are are the thing that motivates me the most to outlive them and outlast mm. them. Because I feel like if I can stay out, stay do, <laughs> just making things that I like for long enough, yeah. yeah, the gatekeepers will all die, and I'll be left standing. <laughs> yeah, like I would say, like yeah, like like I'm trying to think of gatekeeper. Now. I would say like Pete Wentz was kind of a gatekeeper back in the day. Okay. Like he could make and break your band. He could yeah. sign your band. He could tell crush management about your or band you or warp tour about Richard your band. Richard Rains at Drive Thru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Rains at Drive Thru Records back yeah. when you were just a wee boy. <laughs> back when like Starting Line and yeah. we found Glory on when I, fans. When I went to the Sherwood show. You did? Yeah. How old you were guys you? Were, I think you were warming up for... You were you were before Reliant K okay. at uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, Chameleon uh, Club. Tiny little like strip of a chameleon. Yeah, chameleon club. Yeah, yeah. you like, were there. I was there, man. I played a show. Wild. There Amberlin back in the day. Oh nice. And it's funny. I remember asking Dion because I didn't remember the Chameleon Club, and the only reason I remember it now is because I said, "What was that place in Pennsylvania where it was snowing?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's that was the show." Because Dion from Amberlin has this photographic. Memory. He remembers every single show and the date. Oh wow! What? Really? Yeah, and he was like February twenty third. That's you know? wild. And so uh, I'll never forget the Chameleon Club because he just blew my mind. Wow! Was, it was like years later, and he yeah. Is he a drummer? Dion's a bass player. Oh okay. Bass player or drummer usually. Yeah. We're, the, we're the smartest <laughs> in the band. <laughs> you no, not stuff? really. No, no. Can you remember anything? No. I, I forget everything. No, I remember. I remember a lot. I have more of a visual mind though. Like whenever I come up with an idea, I can like sit down and just edit it in my head and go, yeah oh, that sucks yeah 
Well, that's good. <coughs> but like, you can run scenarios. Yeah. The worst thing for me is when I have to edit footage. I don't know what I have, and then I'm just frustrated the whole time. But yeah. if I like shoot something, I can remember everything I've shot. Right, yeah. right, right. And then I can sit down and I can edit. And I'm like, where's that shot? Oh, there it is. And yeah. Then, so I've, I had a couple projects where people give me the footage and they're like, hey, edit this thing. And I'm like, no, I have to sit there and watch this. It's like file it. Yeah. I have to watch this for like three days and I don't <laughs> want to watch all this stuff. <laughs> and then I have to go like, oh, that sucks. That sucks. I yeah. got to fix that. I got to color that. I got to do that. No, I'm just going to go reshoot the whole thing and do <laughs> yeah. it myself. Um, do you ever get projects like that where people are, are kind of... They send you stuff, and they say, "Well, you have a great animation's great because you you're the you have the canvas, and you can just paint whatever you want." Not not always though. Um, like sometimes we're sent art, or we're sent storyboards, or and you just tell we're them sent it sucks. A, a script. Or <laughs> is that the most annoying when they when they when the marketing people come up with good animation sketches for you to do? <laughs> it, it, that used to happen a lot more than yeah. it does now. Um, but like we're working with Amazon on a project right now, who's They've got a great art director, and they're sending us really good stuff. Right. Um, Tumble Leaf. What'd you say? Tumble Leaf. Tumble Leaf. Show Tumble Leaf. I don't even know what that is. It's a it's like a stop and stop and go kind of animation. Oh, it's, my kids love that show. Really? It's on Amazon Prime. Tumble Leaf. Anyone out there? Right. Anyone out there listening to this? You like Tumble Leaf? <laughs> no, Talk man. to me. No. I keep thinking there's a live audience. Tumble Leaf. <laughs> Tumble Leaf is like a really good kid show on Amazon. All right. But it's like stop and go. We're like we're not quite there yet. She's seven months and oh, I know. thinks my, the my kids love it. They're three and two, so yeah. they're just like way into it. We'll get there. I'm I'm trying to hold off on the kids shows as long as you know. Tumble Leaf is. Right. my future right see here's yeah. the thing with me i've noticed with kids shows if it's like annoying if it's new and it's annoying i can't do it yeah so we try to find there's not a lot of new things that aren't just like like in your face like the characters are loud and obnoxious and it's moving 100 miles an hour do you watch yo gabba gabba no what's that <laughs> it's the aquabats dude that did the show it's huge really yeah dude from aquabats did, did and all the music's original and it's like it's kind of like 80s retro DJ loopy stuff. With like but is there like storylines and, and good characters? No, it's, it's, it's not really. It's like, it's like you need to try some new food. And then they do like a little dance. They're like, I tried it, and now I like it. Okay. I tried it, and now I like it. <laughs> but see, like, I like the stuff where... I like the stuff where... Like, my kids like that stuff, too. But I like yeah, the yeah. stuff where it's like, oh. Like, you would like Tumble Leaf. Okay. It's like good... There's some, there's some good stuff out there, though. Yeah. Like... Like I like it. I watch it. I go. This is creative. This is cool. Like you watch like Rick and Morty with your kids, or uh... <laughs> I don't even know Solid. what that is. Blow your mind. Oh, Rick and Morty. It's like oh man, you gotta you gotta like check new, that out. Don't watch it with your kids though. <laughs> it's kind of like the, it's, it's like BoJack like, Horseman. It's South oh, I love Park BoJack, but that's that's a great kid show. It's a great kid show. <laughs> I don't no, know what it is. Rick and Morty. What, how do you explain Rick and Morty? Uh, so it's it's um, it's gruesome. It's brutal. Back but it's to the funny. Future's. Um, Marty McFly and his grandpa is like the characters they based these Rick and Morty on. Okay. Um, and they go on crazy sci-fi adventures. Oh. He's the smartest man in the galaxy and he has access to Rick like and Morty. other dimensions and timelines and they just go on crazy adventures together. And But it's, a, it's as irreverent as yeah. South Park. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, and that's um, the thing. It's like I like stuff that has sort of 
um, it, like I think that's what Pixar does really well is they kind of like make make kids laugh and parents laugh at the same time. Yeah, and right. that's, a, that's a that's a really hard it thing to do. It is a really hard thing to do. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I just keep yeah, thinking Rick Moranis when you're saying this, and I'm just like Rick and Morty. I'm just thinking, honey, I shrunk the kids right now. We but... saw that with our kids. If you want some wholesome fun, they were terrified. <laughs> what, honey, I shrunk the kids? Yeah, we watched it with them. Oh, really? The original. Re- recently. Just recently, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that, that would scare... I think that scared me as, like, a 10-year-old. Yeah, like the ants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I had nightmares where I was shrunken. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You kind of put yourself in, like, oh, they're going to sweep me up. I'm going to get sweep, swept into a... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, when, you, when you're a creative person and you watch the creative content, half the stuff today, I'm just like, man, this is, this is annoying. When I was a kid... You know, like the old school Robin Hood, you know, it was like a great folk singer, good storyline. There was music. There was a, there was a story and yeah. a plot. It was good. Yeah. My kids love the seventies, uh, stuff, but <laughs> all the stuff coming out now, there's just rarely do I'm like, Oh, I like that. That yeah. doesn't make me like well, crazy to watch that. We'll see what we can do about it. That's like one of my dreams is to like see. our studio do a, we've, we'd a love to pitch show. something pitch something to like nick or cartoon network or disney or do you find like that, that so there's just it seems like there's so much of a need for content now oh yeah there's just a billion places for content and everyone wants content yeah so anyone can get a job making content it seems like I mean, do you find that or because like the other way around it used to be like there was this gatekeepers you couldn't get your content out there now it's like Netflix, Hulu, all these people, even YouTube now wants original content. Oh yeah. Give us or YouTube Red, I guess. Do you find your do you, do you find yourself like getting hit up like we want a show? Can you guys do it? Actually, yes, but that's like just very recently started happening to us. Okay. okay. Um like it's and actually like Bouncy Smash is that's like one of the reasons that we wanted to like make that and put time into it. Um, cuz it started like changing meetings that we've been going to. Um like we we just had a call with Nickelodeon today, um, and we had a meeting they with. Saw the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they they reached out to us. Wow, um, which was awesome. And so we're we're just in talks. Like yeah, NDAs are the worst, so yeah, I can't yeah. talk about too much. But yeah, no, it's it started happening where it's like e- even with them, it's like we've you know we've we have so much content that we can't even get it out on our networks. Right. Like we're also trying to like sell to Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and same with Sony. We had a meeting with Sony animation team and we showed them the game. This was before it came out and they're like, Oh, like, is this your IP? Great. Like we are, we have, we have to get out this many movies a year. We have to get out this many television series a year. Like we're always in need of, of new IP to work on. Like if you have anything, let us know. Um, Wild. So yeah, it's it's a good leverage piece because it's definitely just opening up doors. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've always hoped it would do. And yeah. so we're we're trying to like kind of launch into that and and start working on. But some, it's kind of cool nowadays. You can start an animation studio with your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, man. And you just you you do all your work, and and then next thing you know, you're getting hit up by all these big companies. Yeah. Uh, because there's just such a demand for content. Definitely. But and, it's also, I mean, and you're good at it. Yeah, very thanks. talented. It helps. It helps to be good. It helps. Yeah, you're talented. Yeah. You can. But, yeah, I've seen your stuff, and you've 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 even done like a short. I, thought, I saw. I think I saw a short film you did. Yeah, we did a short film. I think it was a few years ago. Now it was real simple, like kind of two D space, little spaceship. Yeah. Kind of looking for love or something, whatever you want to read into it. But, but is that how you? Is that is that how the job resume now? Just create something cool, put it out there on the internet, and people come to you? No, actually, no. I wish it was like that. Really? It's sounds like it a little bit, but maybe not. 
especially in order to get work, I would say skill is like half of like okay. what it takes. We we also have like a pretty aggressive like. Oops, sorry. So I my business partner is our executive producer, and then we also have a relationship director named Austin. Um, and they do about like 12 city trips a year um, where they will go to, you know, New York and L.A. twice and then like Boston, Minneapolis, Charlotte, meeting with Dallas, Austin. Yeah, just like packing out, um, you know, four days with as many meetings as possible. Um, and so it's this kind of weird intersection of, of talent, um, relationships and timing. It's kind of mad, like, man. A little bit, yeah. Like it's. I wish. I wish I could just say like, oh, we're great at our jobs, well, you and like clients. that's why we're in business. But <laughs> like, they're gonna come give you. Their well, the money. gatekeepers <laughs> do that, right? They just say no, and they say yes when they want to, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The, getting just landing client jobs is just like a, especially bigger ones, because everybody's going after them. Is just like really this weird, like intersection of all sorts of bunts of things to happen. Like I'd love to sit here and tell you like, oh, like you know. If you're good enough at your job, like that means you'll have work. No, you gotta you gotta lucky. No, we know yeah, all about a little that. Bit, yeah, we know all about yeah. that in the music in the yeah. music business where it's like. Oh, well, we saw a lot of bands that I don't know. You, it's it's such a subjective thing, but like, you could argue they couldn't play, and their songs were bad and cheesy, and they became far more popular than us because of a certain serendipitous chain of events that allowed them to be on this tour, that tour, that tour. And, Hit it big, you know. Well, it's funny. I was I was actually reading an interview, and the guy was talking about how like it even happened with the Beatles. Like the Beatles were just huge, but like people would go back in and re-record Ringo's parts, (laughs) and like they weren't actually the best. They were just yeah. They had it all going for them, and then everyone would help them. Wow. And it's kind of like I think the same thing goes for all industries. It's like okay, you know. Right now, this particular thing can't be stopped. We're going to pile on, and we're going to ride this thing, and yeah. then we're going to jump off to the next thing. Um, unfortunately, I think the hardest part is when you're in the band, and then it ends. Yeah, you can't really, you know, you kind of ride it to its death. But if you're like somebody who's working for the band, you can just hop to the next band, yeah, or the next studio, or whatever. You can maneuver and i think those people are the people that are uh, i guess that survive the longest mm-hmm. the artists themselves making, yeah well you, i mean it's just you just keep going and and i think it's about making magic it's 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 not about being the best there's no way you're going to be the best yeah i, I always think about this in the, in terms of like guitar players there's no way that you could ever be the best guitar player. There's some kid in his garage right now that's just better than Slash. And, and, <laughs> and I know on I met Slash, and he's pretty good. But I know on... Uh, well, I, I, I got, well, guitar I, sales are on decline. I man. got information about him that he's not even that good. And, and, and that another guy that sings in his band, Miles Kennedy, is actually better at guitar what? than Slash. Yeah. But he's got it. He's got the hat on. What I'm saying is, wow, doesn't matter. You play the Shredder game, which a lot of these like, you remember that? Uh, what was that band that? Seven, Avenged Sevenfold. They kind of played that sort of. Yeah, Shredder yeah, yeah. Stuff. There was a lot of bands like that. Like, dra- what was that Dragon one? That was like really hard on Guitar Hero. Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to play that game, <laughs> Guitar Hero. So many other people it. that are just better at, you know. Yeah. Joe Satriani tapping their guitar so it sounds like it's really busy and cool. So it's like, you, that's not magic anymore. That's hmm. just sport. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, achievement. Um, and, and the Beatles, you know, I would say the Beatles 
they made ma- like they weren't yes they weren't the best skills skilled rhythm yeah, yeah. players of their instruments like they, they weren't Berkeley but I'm saying they had the gatekeepers on their side is what I'm saying they well, they yeah. they pulled they the strings America. but but they but they, they had, had something, something too magical they right? did they and did they kept doing it like no matter what they kept putting it but my point is is like when you peer behind the curtain and you see Oh, this guy went in and re-recorded it. That's why oh, yeah. it's so much better. Yeah, you yeah. don't get that help if your band doesn't have a gatekeeper on your side. Right. Nobody comes in and fixes your your issue. You have to make it perfect. Like right now, you know, you guys are a young, small studio. You've got to do the best work you've ever done. You can't really make a mistake. Yeah. Do you it feel that, that way? Yeah. But I mean, then we just don't show that work sure. to anybody. But yeah, no, it's like every job we get, like every project we do, we're trying to like knock out of the park. But like, I don't know, it's just not always possible, and you're not always going to hit that. But yeah. then everybody online only shows the work that they're proud of, and so like there is almost this like perception that like you have to be hitting home runs on every single project, and that's just a crazy it's the Instagram thing to, effect, right? Yeah, it's a crazy thing to <laughs> live oh, up God. to. It's yeah. tough. Because everyone's reel looks like their Instagram, which is like all the perfect shots from their life. Yeah, and of course it does. <laughs> like no, no one wants to. Do you no feel like it's going to gonna get crap. so crazy where there's just going to be so much? Like it's going to rise so much that that eventually somebody growing an onion will be interesting. <laughs> like, oh my God, you just grew that onion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look at this. Hey, this look guy, at sweet. Look at this guy. This guy knows how to grow an onion. Yeah. Whoa. It's like we're just in this digital space that is climbing and it's escalating so much that it's just we're out of touch with the reality. The novel thing will be like, oh, what people did for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Grow vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but everyone will come over and like sit in chairs and watch Mr. Onion. Yeah. Like, because it'll just be fascinating because we're, our brains are, uh, what? Just I mean, there's warped. always that like retro throwback, like yeah. vintage effect. And that's going to be that someday. Nate's going to open a cafe with, that, with copper wine lined walls so nobody can use their phones. <laughs> I thought it would be funny to start a bar called 1980 and there's nothing, or 1985 or something. There's yeah. nothing, no technology past 1985 is allowed in. Nice. Yeah. And then you could you could line the whole thing it in copper have, to where... It'll have like a payphone. Yeah, it'll have yeah. a payphone where like, you know, that. your wife would have to call you and yell at you. People would eat that up, man. Oh, especially in this town. In oh, Nashville, yeah. For sure. Oh, but yeah. you'd have to have a... a like, like Portland you'd and have Nashville. To have, like... Yeah. Phones don't work here. Yeah. Yeah. The old rotary phone. You'd have to have like probably a couple million to start something like that because you'd have to build it all. But I think it would be sweet to like, but I think that's, I guess the whole thing we're saying here is that it's almost like technology and content is moving quicker than people can even, like the fact that you could even spend three years making a game. I don't even think people realize like how much how many how much technology has changed in that three years oh yeah and uh it comes out and it must be frustrating like the add of our society someone probably plays a game for two seconds and just goes fuck yeah how do you win your game (laughs) i'm interested my my brother's a game designer so oh nice i i test his games and stuff yeah yeah no that's great um so right now the the main like 
thing that you play in is arcade mode, so it's like a, kind of a score chaser. You try and get a higher score than your friends, and it will go as long as you can survive. Is it one of those free to play, and, and it's free to play, yeah. And you buy, and then you buy additional stuff. Is yeah, we've got like seventy-five outfits, cosmetics. Okay. There's like skills and, and things like that. It's social. Yeah, you can connect with your friends on Facebook and kind of. Is there rankings? Um, there's is global there rankings on Game Center, which is like Apple's yep. um, global thing. Um, cool. But yeah, we we've got big plans like for where we want to go with it though. This is kind of just the yeah. beginning. Um, we'll come out with more content over time. Uh, we we're really eyeing a Nintendo Switch launch at some point cool. um, with some kind of fun like local multiplayer modes and things like that. Yeah. I got sucked um, into one of those city builder games on my phone. Yeah, which one? Uh, game of War. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, how do you like it? I haven't played. I, uh, well, I I sold my account. Oh, really? <laughs> you sold it? It was worth two hundred and fifty dollars. What? But damn, that's crazy. Bad man. news is I spent fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> oh, on serious? the game <laughs> over two years. You are the people yeah. oh, that wow. we need to get playing Bounce. <laughs> yeah, Smash, yeah, man. yeah. It was. You are a whale. It was such you, a Ponzi yeah. scheme, and it was so good. And we were, we were, it was so Wow, communal. I feel better about all the money I put into Bitcoin now. <laughs> it was so communal. I mean, I did it over a period of time. No, I know. I'm just right. saying, I just, I like, just if I would have golfed, I would have spent more. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do you feel like you got your, your $1,500 worth? I did. I also, you know, I sacrificed a lot to, of time. Yeah, sure. But because I had this like online community of people that were like counting on me to be there for the event on yeah, yeah. the weekend to like Wild. do well and get points. And like there's all these people that I knew that I, I still have I have a friend that comes out to shows in in uh, Sacramento who I met online. Wow. My boy Fadgy. He's listening. <laughs> wow. He's from, he's from, this is a whole, I've been podcasting you for two years and this is the first time I knew you were I, Guy that spent money on video games. I, it, I haven't done it in probably two years. No, I know. I just think it's, so it was it's just that, fascinating. But, but anyways, yeah. so I, I I started to analyze like what was the psychology of like what 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 kind of games did they play for yeah. me to get me to spend that much money? Yeah, and uh, it was actually pretty easy yeah. for them to do it. They just had to create a game that was good enough and addictive enough to keep me there to make me think that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, video game fact: last week, the video game Contra turned 30 years Contra. old. Dang! Wow. Contra came out 30 years ago last week. Remember Contra? Nope. What? Yeah. Up, up, down, was, down, left, right, left, right. A, B, select, start. Like I, the most popular. I was born in '90, man. Dude, Contra. It's like the. Nate's older than me. Okay, so like there was a cheat code in the beginning of Contra, and I was going to ask you about cheat codes in Bouncy Smash. Yeah, there are no cheat codes. There's no, there's no like secrets. Somebody, somebody's played for like a like like an hour and has over a hundred million coins. They they figured out something. I don't really? know what they're there's doing. Like they hacked bug. it. There, there's somebody either like hacking me or wow. or figured out something that I don't know what's going on. Well, so there was this game Contra when we were kids. It came out in like 1986 or 87, I think. Um, yeah, would have been 87. And um, right in the beginning, you could go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start. Yeah. On the old original Nintendo, yeah. and you'd get 30 lives. Oh wow! And it was like the it was like the code that everybody knew. Well, there's. I've even seen have, the code on T-shirts. Oh yeah. Well, that was the code in other games too. Yeah, like, yeah but this is the original uh, code. Okay, okay. Because I knew that. Contra. Like that, yeah. yeah, it was the original game. Like my brother got a yeah. Wow. So anyway, I'm just thinking like if you if you program a game, there's all these secrets. There were so many secrets growing up in video games. And have you seen the King of Kong, the documentary? Mm -mm, no. Have That's you seen a great it? Great 
great film. Okay, The King of Kong is a documentary about Donkey Kong. Oh, uh, cool. It's, Arcade Donkey Kong. It's like yeah. one of the best documentaries out there. Um, so it's these two guys that are going for Pinball, the... Pinball, I should say. It's yeah. these two guys going for uh, the highest score in Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong. Yeah. And they just break down how complicated the game is. <laughs> it's, a, you, it's actually really extremely difficult and it's, at one point he's like there's only like a few human beings that can actually get past some of these stages wow that's how complicated these games are did you think about that when you were designing this game like how how hard it would just be just algorithms bro what no Still, you got to be a computer to beat it basically yeah. well no it's interesting like thinking back on that because it's like i i can't tell you how much i played the original mario like as a kid and i never got close to beating that game hmm. and i played it a lot there was a lot of cheat codes bro you didn't know about those <laughs> okay I, I i think i did beat it like using all the like there weren't whistles you but jump were, over the pipe and the second level yeah and yeah and you could get to like zone. wherever you we wanted to go yeah i could beat it that way but like come on there's yeah you it, never played it. i guess no one ever did play it all the way through I never beat it. Yeah, no, I. I think maybe I saw my cousin beat it once. I think that was that was the extent of it. But it's I don't know. It's it's something that we thought about. And there's like a few games that I've played on iOS that have like felt like console games and felt like games used to feel yeah. to me. And I, when we set out, like I really was chasing this feeling of like a high intensity. Like I wanted to feel cool like playing this game like i wanted it to feel high intensity like it you know low barrier of entry with like a high skill cap essentially like a high skill ceiling that you can like you know when you first play this game you your first high score might be like twenty five thousand, but like when you get the best the best people in the world at it get like 20 million so it's like just you have crazy amounts so of there's already people better at the game than you better. are there are two at this moment, oh, wow. point in time. Wow. There's yeah. already people better at your own game you spent three years making. How does that feel? It's a little frustrating, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> like, people but, are so good. But the, two of those people have also been playing it for a very long time. No one that I don't know yet is better at me. I have better to, than the game I have to tell a story about uh, a, a, a video game on an iPhone that's really funny. My buddy, John Warren, he listens to this podcast a lot, so he'll like this. What's he, up, John? John Warren, he's a good guy. He's, he used to play bass in Reliant K. He was in an interview backstage, and they were talking to him. And I, I, I might botch this a little bit, but the details, but it's still great. Just remember that game Paper Toss? Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. When uh, you could throw the paper oh, in the yeah. wastebasket. So they were doing an interview, and someone said something about Paper Toss, and the guy giving the interview is like, oh, man. He's like... I love that game, but there's this jerk that's like, his name's D'Artagnan and he's number one. And John's like, that's me. No yeah. Yeah. No he was way. in an interview and he knew that the guy that was a top scorer, and it was him. And he is just amazing at video games, but he was number one on Paper Toss for that's a while crazy. there. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. John. Yeah. That's amazing. Check out Bouncy Smash. Tell me, <laughs> yeah. tell me what you think. Well, yeah. There was another one that was like, it was, it, it kind of had the same uh, overlay as, as Angry Birds, but instead of, instead of knocking stuff over, they were like scooping in these divots. You oh yeah, tiny wings. Tiny wings. Freaking love that was the tiny best. Wings. Yeah. When you were, when you were just ex describing this game being fun 
and ease, low bar for entry, I was just thinking about tiny wings the whole time because you yeah. just hit the screen once. Yep. But it's all about timing, and it, you're yeah. in it immediately. You know. Admittedly, it does not have that low of a bar of entry, <laughs> um, and I and honestly, I do think it's hurting us a little bit. Really? Like it's we we did get featured by Apple, um, which is awesome, but we didn't get like. It wasn't like a huge like a banner. It was like right. in the new games we love, a few like swipes away from like, you know, the first thing you see, right, right? right? So it's a little bit buried, and you know, and it's it's one of those things where like we're watching all these like just crazy simple like one tap games, right. just like just climb in those charts, and like and we're doing good, but right. it's definitely not like a yeah it, yeah it's it's one of those things that like I do you think we're getting dumber as a society, and that's why? <laughs> well, I think. It's I don't an ongoing theme of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> Do you listen to it Dumb is. People Town? <laughs> Do you listen to Yeah, no. it's a it's a podcast and that's like what it's all Dumb about. Dumb People Town? Yeah, it's they they think that I listened our to so Shit Town and I thought it was <laughs> shitty. Yeah, no. <laughs> No. Did you listen to Shit Town? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. It didn't go anywhere. But anyway, keep no. going. I want to come back to what you were saying. But okay. Dumb People Town is great. They, dumb they think that, that the world is getting dumber and they want to come back. I love that Dumb People Town is different than Shit Town. I know, keep right? Going. No, it's they, they think the world is getting dumber and their way to combat that is to make fun of the dumb people. Um, and so people will send them in police reports of just like the dumbest crimes. And no. it's three comedians and they just riff on these dumb police reports. People town. It is so funny. Um, it's pretty vulgar. But it's really funny. And they're, they're, um, what's the movie about all this? That people get stupider than idiocracy. Yeah, idiocracy. Everyone Mike says, "Yeah, it was before you were born." Yeah, <laughs> two thousand six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> idiocracy is coming true. Oh man. No, it was earlier than two thousand six. No, I don't even remember. But yeah, that, but so many people quote that movie though because yeah. Of, yeah. So we, we, we so video games are getting easier and easier and easier. They start off with Donkey Kong. Yeah, well, mobile games with are. three people, like Halo I, or no, I, I think all Snake games. On Nokia, really? it was difficult. All games are getting easier. Really? Because there's more choice than there's ever been. Right. And so I I think it's it's much easier to just you know, you download something, it doesn't click with you right away, it doesn't grab you right, right. away, and you just move on to something else. Was paper toss that hard? Was it easy? <sighs> it was a really simple concept. Like I think that's games, why it was But it was really successful. hard to master. Yeah. It's both. With that's like what you want. You want something that's easy to grasp, hard to master. Uh, that's what we were shooting for. Well, with the first-person shooter games, you have level, you have levels of difficulty, right? So you, you start out on easy. Yeah. And then you then you up it to whatever. But when we were kids, there were Nintendo games that they were impossible to beat. Yeah, well, there was just one level of difficulty. And it was easy at first, and then it just got harder and harder. And yeah, it was but impossible. like there were so many games that, like we never ever got past half of the game. Yeah, let alone got to the end of the game. Right. And I thought to myself, like years later, like. When those badass programmers, they're yeah. like, this is impossible to beat. <laughs> I'm going to sell to you anyway, yeah. you, you ass. But, and you're going to play this. You've like, nothing better to do but to sit around all yeah. day playing that one game. But if you think about it, though, like, I think that more has to do with, like, more people, like, gaming as a, as a thing, as a pastime, is more accessible than ever and therefore has, the, has a bigger audience than there ever were. Right. There's still all those people out there that want to play those games that are more complex, that are like maybe a little bit more thoughtful mm -hmm. um, and, and, and more of an experience that engages you um, maybe intellectually or from a story standpoint. Like those gamers still exist and yep. that audience hasn't shrunk. It's just now like my mom plays video games on her phone yeah. and yeah. on her computer. My grandma yeah. plays games on See, her computer. See, when I was a kid, I thought that was that's how it was. I mean, I just, that was our world, you know? We would, like, borrow video games from our friends, and it was, like, our whole life was, like, yeah. Nintendo. And then you got stuck at a game today, and you're a gamer, yeah. if you got stuck, 
you just go play another game because yep. you have about fifty thousand games you can play. But that's yeah, that that's 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 different. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, people didn't die from playing video games, and now every every once in a while, it seems like every other month, someone died playing like a what? video games. Yeah. Well, how? Like, yeah. they stopped eating? Oh, you never you never heard about this? No. no. There was a guy. There was a guy doing a live stream. There was in Florida. There was a guy. <laughs> there was a guy doing a live stream a couple uh, like a year ago for charity. And he was doing a 24-hour video game marathon, and he died playing video games. A lot of them, they sit for like 10 hours straight, and then they stand up, and they, they get like attack. a blood clot or a heart oh, wow. attack or something. Yeah. But then how many people died There's a thing in Asia, die of video like, games. No, no, no. This is specifically like a problem. How many people died praying? This is yeah. a problem. <laughs> it's, yeah. No. It's a problem recently. People, you got to stop praying. You're going to die. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, 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 people are dying playing video games because it's they play just because, so long. Yeah, or, yeah. It's, or, it's, or it's also because they're just playing video games. They won't for move for portion, 10 hours. A larger portion of their life is... So the, the the likelihood that they'll die while playing video games is high because they spend a lot of their time playing video games. Well, sed yeah, sedentary lifestyle will oh, kill you. Yeah, but 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 uh, but this is like more like someone will sit down and play a video game. It's so captivating they won't move for twelve hours and then they'll get up. Oh wow! And then their heart will just give It'll out. Be like nope. Done. That's crazy. You got to move. VR but anyway, is gonna weed out all the weak. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> We're all gonna... ones. So yeah, Life I mean, finds a way. It's weird. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I would say that as I guess what I'm saying is I haven't really thought about video games since I guess the last time was uh, well here I've got the Super Nintendo Mini right there. Oh nice, Boom. you got one. Remember those? those are tough to get. Yeah, they, they are. They yeah. were. I have a 64 inch Smash Brothers. I gave it to Robbie though. That's our little tour uh, tour tour nice. present there. But nice. uh, but I remember you know I guess when I first got my first cell phone to call. My first girlfriend. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Back in the day. Snake on your Nokia was, like, all the rage. So good. And then there was one other one with, like, the beans. What was that one called? I remember, I remember that, Remember yeah. the beans, and you move the beans from, like, cup to cup? There was, like, two games on your phone, and now it's, like, millions. Well, I think there's, like, like, 80 new games every day come out on iPhone or something like that. Yeah. That take, what, three years to make? Or Well, some of them are much... Much simpler, and they know what they're doing, so it takes them not nearly as much time. Um, so, so when you think to yourself, you have some trolls of like, I spent so much time on this, and because it's not super simple, people don't download it. Oh yeah. What do you? What do you? Uh, how do you find solace in in that? <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of times I try to remind myself that I like I set my own like metrics of success, and like. Uh, because we deal with that, you know? We deal oh, with that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, we're going to be the biggest band ever. Well, yeah, and I, like, I saw this, like, like, this tweet the other day. It was, like, the great thing about, like, putting all of your, like, personal worth into, like, what you do professionally. Sure. Like, it just sets you up for just a miserable life. Mm -hmm. Like, it really does. It's, like, yeah. all of a sudden now, every every moment you're not working feels like you're not, like, you just feel terrible. Like, you feel like you're not putting... Like sure. time and effort into but like you, but you, what who you are. But essentially. all the greatest people of all time that we know about were those people. Yeah. Like if you think about Walt Disney or Steve Jobs, like they just yeah, their the most, entire identity was yeah wrapped up, and they, and they were known as relatively miserable people. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney was miserable. I mean, he used to scream at people, and yeah, I, I've heard stories. 
Yeah, I mean, I always wonder what those two people would think now if they look at like, like what would Walt Disney think now, or what would like? I think I put it on Facebook today. I'm like, I wonder what Apostle Paul and Walt Disney would think of the the giant empires that were created in their name now if they look mm, back. Yeah, if they could look back and. You know, yeah. Paul's like, "What did you take my letter? I wrote that letter to somebody. Why did you take that? Yeah, <laughs> my friends. Yeah, yeah. and you, you took put that? that in the Bible. Yeah, you put that in the Bible. <laughs> you killed how many people because of that verse? Yeah, uh, yeah but you I know, did what not I, mean that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but I thought about that. That like, uh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, then that's kind of like what being in a band was. It was just always comparing yourself to somebody else, some oh, yeah. other band. And well, now I'm like watching happy you know watching the charts on on the app store oh the just charts like are the worst seeing seeing these other yep. things go up there and i'm like what like this are you yeah, kidding yeah. me yeah these like, guys yeah this is terrible yeah. yeah and it's just it's so easy to fall in that like comparison game but it's also easy to fall into like you know i've i've staked so much of my time like in this thing and like yeah. what if it fails like what if no one cares what if people don't like it like those are like fears that like kind of come at me all the time every day like bouncy smash right now to play yeah, it in front of him like what we're if, gonna download it right now and, play right, it and yeah, yeah. really test out how yeah. you feel about this just <laughs> tell me it's tell me it's too hard and you don't get it it'll make me feel real good now um, are you getting it no uh, but yeah it's it's and those are like things that i feel like i have to like combat all the time and like really in everything that we're doing like this our studio like every project we make it, it feels like you know, you just got to constantly combat those. Like, this is not like who I am. Yeah. This is not like, that was the hardest thing. That was yeah. the hard thing about being on tour is you're doing it every single day Yeah, and you're constantly in it. And then you're thinking to yourself, like, how do you not, uh, how does this not drive you crazy when it's like your whole entire life? But at least you get to go home at the end of the day I know, and see your family. Yeah. And I think that's what makes musicians go nuts. But I was thinking about, I was, I had a point earlier when it came to music, and you were saying about perfection, and I wanted to throw this out there. Uh, I was listening to a Bob Dylan record the other day, and the the guitar is obviously out of tune, mm -hmm. bad, <laughs> and he doesn't care. Yeah. And I thought that just wouldn't fly today. Like it's just not something that. It's just it it just. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now, but I just thought the perfection, spending hours, spending three years building this project. Bob Dylan wasn't that guy, you know. He was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do 16 songs in a day, and then tomorrow, and I'm you're gonna, gonna do listen a whole new record, and you're gonna listen to them <laughs> 40 years later, and you're gonna like it." Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of drove me nuts for a second. I was like, just tune the guitar. Or sometimes he plays a harmonica and it just kind of bores a hole in your ear. You're like, okay, just stop playing that right now. <laughs> but this is a good song. Yeah. But uh, what do you think's changed since um, <laughs> since then and now to where you were saying you kind of have to, to climb the charts. There's so much competition. And Bob Dylan maybe didn't have the competition back then. He could play a guitar out of tune because there was only one Bob Dylan. Yeah. Who did his thing, and now I would say there's, you know, you go to a hipster festival, and there's a hundred guys trying to be like yeah. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Hipster have you seen festival. Have you seen the documentary Press Pause Play? Uh -uh. Um, it's like free on like Vimeo and I think it's on Netflix okay. now and stuff um, but like it's a whole documentary about this like thought of like the democratization of art hmm. um, and uh -huh. how like now everyone thinks they are an artist like everyone in the crowd at a concert thinks like I could do that uh -huh. like I'm a musician right. and, uh -huh. and this kind of thought of how like there almost are n no like 
audience members anymore. We all feel like we could do it. We could make it. It could be us. Well, we, and are, that, we are making art because when we film it and we put it on our profiles, yeah, we're yeah. promoting our own yeah. little artistic curation. Yeah, and and but there's this whole like interesting concept in the film of like, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? And right. they they get uh, some they have some uh. they interview some incredible people on it, um, like Seth Godin's on it cool. and. Um, uh, Moby is is on it, and some people are arguing like once we reach that point, like it it it's the death of a culture. But then other people are are coming on board and saying like no, like at this point, like it's never been a better time to be an artist. And I would tend to be, you know, more more on that side of the optimistic, you know, standpoint of like I don't know, like. If, if I was born at a different time, I wouldn't have these opportunities sure. and I, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to just like start an animation and creative studio with my my friends and have the chance to, you know, work with someone like J.J. Abrams living in Nashville. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, totally. That, yeah. That's only possible now because of, you know, incredible things like the Internet and just generous people uh, across the decentralization of. Yeah. Of skill sets. And no, it's power yeah. yeah, it's funny because what I think what Matt and I have talked about, what, what comes with that is that everyone's a critic, too. Um, sure. Everyone can tell you exactly what they think. Like we just got a divorce letter the other day from a podcast listener. Um, just like I'm done with you guys, really. And here's my divorce letter. I've been listening to you since the beginning, and you did this is it. you did one too many episodes I didn't like, and I'm done. And that's just like, and I, and I was and I was texting <laughs> I, Matt. I, was, I told Nate, I'm like, I'm actually kind of honored that he was like so torn up about it. That <laughs> yeah. he actually yeah. felt like he needed to send us a letter. Yeah, and he, he put some thought into the letter. Wow. So I'm like, okay. I mean, it's a big deal for him. Yeah. You know, like we never knew he existed. He never supported us. But then but. I said, we have a podcast called Don't Feed the Trolls. That's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And your last email is a kind of a trolling email to the Don't Feed the Trolls. <laughs> so I appreciate your... Yeah, like, Nate was all texting me. He's like, he listened to, he listened to 90 free episodes and on 91 decides to break up no, with it's, Yeah. He, he's, he's actually and he still, never actually gave a dollar to the podcast. <laughs> he's still he's still a big fan of the show. This is just performance art. He's like contributing uh, to the podcast uh, okay. right now. Yeah. He'll, he'll keep listening. We he's should just, read that email because it's actually really good. We no. won't have to name his name. I... I thought it was. I thought no, it was just we don't, interesting. He doesn't get five minutes of fame on our podcast. <laughs> Nate's so mad. It's like you. You consume. It's just a wasted breath. You, I've stopped listening to podcasts, and I don't tell them. Yeah. Because I know how much work and effort it goes into making yeah. this thing. Or your band. I don't. I don't go to bands that I tour with. Your band sucks. It's like I know how much effort you've done in it. It's just that didn't happen. Yeah. When I grew up, you appreciated people's content, and if you didn't like it, you moved on. You didn't have to tell them. Oh, yeah, you know, you're bad. You That's true. Though, I feel like two hundred yeah. hours of free entertainment. Yes. You're gonna be like, yeah. you know what? No. I'm not gonna be consuming <laughs> yeah. any more of your entertainment yeah. for free anymore. Yeah. Do you, Just FYI. Do you think though that <laughs> a little declaration? Yeah. By the way, I'm leaving, and you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> It's like so people go, announcing go they're taking a break from Twitter yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I never contributed to any of this. I don't care. All I did was consume and take. But you know what? I'm done taking your free stuff. <laughs> I'm done taking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm getting out of here. Yeah. It's like, great, great guy. Thanks for telling us you're done taking our free meal here. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's not even like I like I get it. I just texted Nate. I was like, millennials. Yeah. I don't know, what, do you, what do you say? It's just, you know, it's some kid. And he's just, he he actually felt something. So he had to say. Whatever. Maybe he was trying to encourage us to go back to. You okay, fine. Six hours Maybe editing a podcast. Say that, yeah. Because we ch- yeah. we changed our format to like just more conversational. Yeah. Well, we and have yeah we had we since we started this podcast we have two more children entered in the world. And Those don't time, take any time. Yeah, they no, don't they take don't. any time. Yeah. No, it's easy. And doing a free podcast as it is. But the thing <laughs> is, like, it, it was even after like ninety episodes, never actually gave a dollar to Patreon. <laughs> but here's my opinion that I want you to read. It's like <laughs> scroll through. I don't even care. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say with all all that to bring this back to point is that that is the mentality on in my opinion of just what kind of culture we've created i bet you that guy saying that email it never crossed his mind how many hours we've put into this podcast how many conversations that we've put in this to make this thing that we basically don't really make money for yeah we it's just for fun it keeps the lights on you know like the money we do make you know pays the yeah the hosting and the, you know... But it'd be like three, three years of you making your video games. Someone plays it for five minutes and goes, ah, this sucks. Yeah. No, I have a... I have and a, you're like... No, no, no. My, someone, someone plays it for 200 hours and at the yeah, end yeah. says, you know what? I hate this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm we, not going to pay you a dollar yeah. for it. Yeah. No, and it goes out of his way to tell you, <laughs> sends you an email and a tweet and says, hey, you know what? I, I really enjoyed that game for two months, but today it <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you. You've changed. We have we have one star. We have one one star review right now. Okay, you've yeah. It just says no. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Some grandpa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, right, that's fine. Yeah. I respect that. But no. But it's like yeah, it, yeah. It, people people uh, everyone maybe social media has done this. Everyone's you know like. Um, uh, it's funny. I one of the ongoing uh, jokes of being in a band is every time you post, someone would say, "Come to my city." It doesn't matter what you post. Yeah, come to my city. Come to come to Brazil's. Come kind to of Brazil is our, fam- our famous one. So, <laughs> so I, so it's like people just they don't read anything and they just immediately say what they want and they yeah. say what they think and that's just what we've kind of created. And I yeah, think it two, sucks. like two days after we we will have played a show in Richmond, we'll post a thing saying. You know, we're playing in Philly tonight, and someone someone will just like comment on it. Come to Richmond, like, and we we <laughs> yeah. were just there. Yeah, where yeah. was you? Yeah. You're so lazy. Yeah, and it makes you hate those people, and those people are your fans. <laughs> but you hate them because you're like you're such a lazy fan. You think I should just come whenever you want to on a whim? Like you're not gonna look at a tour dates and like yeah. You know, that's funny. I see those all the time. I never thought that that was like a such a hated thing, but that, oh, it yeah, makes sense come, why it is. Well, it's yeah. it's only hated when we were just there, and now uh, you're yeah, complaining yeah. that we never come. Well, yeah. no, it's, it's like just like attention. it's like it, it it doesn't change anything. That's what I want to say. It's like your opinion on Facebook will never change how any of this operates. Mm, yeah. It will never change what the band does and doesn't do. It will I never... I know. It will... I mean... I think I've been influenced a little bit. Yeah, but I'm saying well, after like, the fact of a tour, like, oh, this guy said, yeah. come to Virginia. Hey, guys, turn the bus around. We're going back to Richmond. We're going to play another show. Cause, <laughs> For this guy. Because Julie Abrams it? wanted us to come back. And it's like... <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, this guy sends this email with, like, some kind of... Um, he thinks it's like a good thing to do 
Like, send this email to these... Yeah, I'll, I'll let them know about these feelings I have. And I just thought about it more, like... <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't bum me out. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. Very personal. No, I didn't take it personal. I just thought... I mean, I get it. I, people have said my bands... This, you know, I could tell. They didn't say it. They didn't have to say it. I just know... I, I've, I've been critiqued enough. I've yeah. gotten, you know, 85% reviews. But the funny thing is, is like... If a fan like buy like back in the day they would like buy your album, listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'd be like, you know what? Wasn't my favorite. And you're like, well yeah. at least you bought the album. Yeah. Sure. I don't really care. Sure. So here here's a question. Do you <laughs> Sorry, feel like ranting. this is like so this responding to, to critiques, right? Like I feel like I've very just very recently entered into a a realm of like I'm making something for a is general. This, new, audience, this is new right? for you, right? This is new for me. Like, okay. And it's something I've always wanted We're to jaded do. Old and, man. And something I want to do more, right? Is like make something that, that is for like an audience to consume. It's not for one specific client. Like I know when I work on a client piece, like at the end of the day, if the client's happy, like we've done our job well. You know, if right. if, and audience if their audience one. likes it we've done our job well. And then as I added benefit is like, do our peers also like think it's cool, right? right? That That's an added benefit. But now I'm in this, this, this new realm. And as, as we move forward, um, we're going to you know, hope to do it more and more often is like, there are people out here that there are actual critics writing reviews of, of these things that we do. And like one thing I, I realized is like, you know, it, it hurts when like people don't like, they're not into what you've, you've put, put time into sure um and it's it's always hard to like see like you know all of the great reviews and all the positive things oh, yeah, that yeah. people say the like negative is that stuff sticks is yeah. that something that you think that you can get better at like kind of handling those critiques i would say just don't it, uh, half the time it's just not worth it to even yeah. look at it like i don't just look wish at it I, just I, like, ignore it well i mean i think like and that's kind of my point with that email like it just didn't need to be sent even if you felt that way, I know people feel yeah. that way. I know people have stopped listening to our podcast. I know that happens. I've yeah. done that. Yeah. So we saw the numbers go. Yeah, down. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like you know, and we know that we like we can't be a professional professional podcast where we have all this staff and ads oh, yeah. and ads. It takes so much work. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like you know, it is what it is. And so, but to double down on that with just like no thought of like a human being is at the other end of this electronic message that's yeah. going to read this thing that spends hours making this thing i think that's just something that's new of this generation yeah the, it's it's easier to hate online obviously and sure. so you i think you take that critique um i think it, i think it it's valid some and i think it's it can be helpful like i can it, sure. it helps me get a sense of what certain people are feeling and thinking yeah but I'm not. I'm not gonna value it nearly as much as as um, people within my close circle hmm. giving me an honest to face critique where, yeah. they, where they have to risk something to give it to me. Yep. Um, because you you, know, you risk no, nothing to write a comment online. So I I, hmm. I kind of like I'll read it at like depending on your personality, right? Like if if you get angry easily. Um, or whatever, then maybe don't. But like, I I read them and I like to read them and I even like to share them with people. Yeah, yeah. Because it's fun yeah. for me. Um, and sometimes I way disagree and I think the person's an idiot. Sure. And that's that's okay too. But like, yeah, I don't uh, I don't value them. I wouldn't say mm. nearly as much. And in that same in the same sense, I don't value the positive ones either. Yeah. You're just reading. Well, it's like uh, internet. One of my yeah, friends, we yeah. were we were talking about. He, he said like, 
it's all about like weight. Like you have to assign like weight values sure. of opinions that you're getting from people. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, how qualified are they at this? And this works with like every project that we work on. Like, I think that all opinions are valid in like at, at some scale, but sure. they're not all equal. Like exactly. they, they aren't like, you know, there are some people who are qualified to say like, this song is great. Yeah. And like that affirmation from a certain person means way sure, more. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right you know, just either some random person sure. or just some person that isn't maybe in the target audience that you're trying to hit. Right. Or, but like still like it's helpful to have that like piece of data to think like, okay, like a person of, you know, this age and this generation feels this about this thing right. is like a helpful data point, but it's also like, you can't just take them all in equally and just right. try and like find this like Man. average opinion about but something. I think, it's but, not helpful. But I think like to, to go back to what you were saying about everyone's an artist in the crowd, everyone. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone is, you know, Sis Siskel and Ebert or whatever. Just like, oh, I, I can tell you exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like a uh, Cartman when he's a Yelp reviewer and he's a food reviewer and he walks yeah. around all the restaurants and gets his food for free and like gets set at the nice tables because he's on Yelp. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but everyone feels that like since they have the power to review, mm, yeah, then now they are sort of like professional critics. Um, and can just level their judgments and people should hear them. Yeah. It's sort of like the death of expertise, too, uh, which is like people aren't trusting the experts anymore. They just kind of believe whatever they want to believe, whatever quote unquote fake news or YouTube. Did you hear? Post. Did you did you guys watch that video about that guy that created the number one restaurant in, in England, no. Lon in London? He created a. <laughs> he created a. He was like, I'm going to have the number one restaurant in London based on TripAdvisor. He, so he created a restaurant in his backyard called The Shed at Dulwich. And it was just in his backyard. <laughs> and he started making reviews and getting his friends to make reviews. And he said he slowly climbed up the charts. And then he was one day he woke up and he was number one on TripAdvisor. And he's like, I've never, ever had a customer come. They <laughs> call. Serious? So he had this fake phone and they call in and he's like, oh, yeah, we're booked today. Sorry. <laughs> no and so he had people begging him to have a rest. So then he finally, oh, it's on YouTube. You can go look at it. <laughs> and then he finally opens up and he gets all his friends and they basically just take like um, microwave dinners and they cook them and then they sprinkle like, you know, cilantro on top. <laughs> <laughs> and then people want to come back. No. And he's like, I just had like five people want to rebook. <laughs> and uh, it just goes to show that like you can be the number one restaurant in London on TripAdvisor sure, sure. just by faking it. Took him about six months to do it, but he did it. Yeah. Wow. The shed at Dulwich. It was just That's hilarious. Incredible. I thought it was funny. It was like it was like a Banksy yeah, yeah. move um, in a way. Well, not Banksy, but uh, there was a couple of... Uh, um, anyway, it was just yeah. a heist. It was cool. It was yeah. funny. I cool. thought... But anyway, that's just our culture now. You can literally become the number one restaurant on a huge website, and everyone believes it. Yeah. And not only do they believe it, they show up, and they think they just had the best food in the world. All of their senses are deceived. Right. Because of... Other people's opinions. Right. That's where I'm going with this. Right. Well, they, they I, I just heard on on the on a podcast the other day that like they've replicated this study where if you, it's called like the fire alarm study maybe. Um, the fire alarm is is the noise that gives everyone permission to exit the building because otherwise people will see smoke, look around, see that no one else is freaking out, and ignore it 
because people are more concerned about what other people, how other people see them. Oh, interesting. Than they are about a fire. And so when the fire alarm goes off, it gives everybody in the building permission to then exit and not be embarrassed. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unless you have a certain Enneagram number, so like right? Like, and then you'll just leave. Right. Well, yeah. So if you're number one on TripAdvisor and, and, and everyone around you seems like they're having a good time, that actually will play with your senses. Like, you'll be like, I, I, I don't want to be the one person that doesn't like this. Yeah. So I'll, you know, you but it's it. Yeah, but it's really it's hard. It's like subconscious because we're tribal and we want to, like, fit in and, like, not stand but out the, in the group. But the best, I guess, maybe the opinions that really matter are people who can sort of divorce themselves from all of that and immerse themselves into the art or the piece or the whatever it is they're trying to sure. see if it's good or not and and give their honest opinion based Wait, on I don't, I don't think that's possible like i don't like it has to be like well and, but but you like think about like if you see like the rotten tomatoes like review of a movie before you go to a film yep. versus if you don't like i feel like you you're going in with this expectation of like this is good or this is not good right and like it's once you've seen it it's impossible to get away from it it's probably like, best just to think everything sucks yeah and then just and then be just pleasantly surprised just be pleasantly surprised by it but um yeah it's interesting <laughs> I, I when we were kids but you knew what the good films were when you were a kid. You How had, did you know? You had, you had Rotten Tomatoes in your ear of a collective of voices. So you knew, yeah. like... And you still have that. Everyone knew Home Alone was a great movie when it came out. I'm trying to think of the big movies when I was a kid before all this stuff came out. You knew it was, like, a, a great film. And, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, man. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was, on, that was in the theaters for, like, an entire year, I remember. Yeah. I remember that how long it was. Yeah, but then there's like everyone knew Ferris like, Bueller's Day Off was a great film. Oh yeah, wasn't like. But then there was like things like I feel like the was the first Star Wars like not very well reviewed or like the or Blade Runner like at first was just like huh. not not very well reviewed. But then it just like over time like started to just like kind of fester and like it kind of grew this cult following. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. It, well, either it, something yeah. if something bombs, like they're never gonna make a sequel. Well, it'll that's bomb true. before that's it even it, it makes money. They'll it make a sequel, bombs but. before it even comes out. Really, I mean, people make or break your your art now. If the if the if the you know uh, the critics get to it first, yeah, you're well, screwed. If everyone says your bouncy smash game sucks before it comes out, yeah, you're. What do you? How are you gonna? How are you going to survive that? Yeah, unless yeah, it's don't. completely mimetic in a sense that like it will travel peer to peer despite reviews because it's that good. So cult cult films do that. Well, the know, the harder thing now is just just to get people to review your game. Right. Like that's it's just because there's 80 new games on the App Store every day. Right. How in the world are these? How in the world is Polygon going to decide like which games to review? Right. They're going to review the ones that are already popular somehow. Sure. I mean, I I, I hear my musician friends talking about this exact yep. same thing. Like, you know, you're not going to review me. Well, oh, we'll review you when you're popular and other people review you. Like, yeah. or we'll like we'll get you a we'll we'll book a tour with you once you have booked a tour. Sure. Or, sure. Like, sure. Yeah. It, or you can spend fifty thousand dollars on a big publicist. Yeah. yeah, and roll they, the dice. Yeah, either you got money or you're already successful, but yeah, how do you get either yeah, of those? Yeah, none of those yeah. uh, music reviews don't matter anyway. So. Yeah. You bought a lot of Bitcoin back in the day, and then you can... There you go. Cash in your Bitcoin, yeah. and then you can be big. Uh, well, we well always, now a lot of this is like pay <laughs> pay to acquire users. Like, sure, Basically, sure. like, we, you know, we did a test. Like, it would cost us $4 in Instagram, no, in YouTube ads, to acquire a new user. Um, 
Like that's just like in order to I know that's just a click through rate. So like right. clicking through to get it. And wow. like we're not gonna make four dollars off of every user that we have. Um, there are games that are so designed to do that. This is but great. That's like I, my brother, I that's told insane. you he's a game developer. Um, he's working on this game called Everwing and it's in the Messenger platform on Oh Facebook. cool. Yeah. They have like I don't know. They had, last I checked, they had like nine million. What? Users. Wow. Um, but it's this thing that you you get a bunch of your friends in a group, and then you you all play, and you try to defeat these bosses together. Yeah. And it's like shoot. It's like a spaceship shooter game, just really easy back and forth, and you get better weapons and whatever. Um, but uh, but what they started doing was, you watch an ad to get like. To be able to open an egg and get a new sidekick or like a mm-hmm. kind of like a Pokemon that you can breed and stuff. Yeah. So like, um, you watch an ad and the ad that pops up is all through the Facebook advertising program. So it's like their advertising network. Yep. So you get ads for other games. Oh yeah. Click out of. Yep. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't, how do you? So I I looked up how to do it because I wanted to do it for for the bands I'm working with. <laughs> Oh, to like get in there, to like play as thirty ad- seconds of a band song. Yeah, yeah, like put a music video in there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you totally can. Oh yeah. Um, and then you can just know like that's how much it would acquire for someone to go download your record. Your, yeah, yeah, or look or, at your album or subscribe to you on Spotify. If that's yeah. What you wanted, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and you and you can play that game. Yeah. yeah. And and there are people with very successful businesses built on that. Yeah. Um, that's not where we're sure. we're headed. Acquisition. But right. Yeah. It's it's but it's it's become a valid business. I mean, there are also you know I think Angry Birds is I, th- I believe they're filing for bankruptcy now. Like it's really they yeah, just they, had a film of like a yeah it, movie. it tanked. Yeah. Their their stock is like. Just, just plummeting right now. No way. Um, which is crazy, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's risky. I mean, everything's sure. risky. Yeah. So. Um, oh, Angry Birds is done. Yeah. I don't know. Wild. Wild. Yeah. But I mean, that that's not that's but, not I mean, where we're how headed. Long can you play this? this? Is, yeah. I, I feel like I'm like like that one scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker's like, it's it's not about the money, it's about making a point, and then he just lights a pile of cash on fire. Yeah. But like, ultimately, we we wanted to make this to show like. You know, we, you know, we're capable of coming up with our own IP and like executing on it and making something that's really fun. Sure. Um, yeah. And then kind of springboarding that into some of these other projects that we've been been eyeing up for a while now. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for for where we're going and and uh, and still with what Bouncy Smash can do, kind of moving forward. You kind of so. have to, yeah. You, I guess the rules have changed now, and you kind of have to make things. Because you want to make things, yeah. Even if your goal is to be successful, the sheer amount of other people competing for that space is just astronomical. To where if you go into anything with expectations now, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? You just have to make something great, and you have yeah. to do your best and hope that yeah, be proud of it, have fun making it, like and. And also, I think a big part of it is just like enjoying like the learning process of it all. Like if that's what kept me going, it's just like yeah, just learning like how to code things because I want I want to lead a team that like you know codes things and builds things from the ground up. And like I wanted to get that that experience under my belt. Yeah, and like I had a project that like allowed a framework for learning all of those things and just like kind of getting better. And yep. I love that. Like I love just learning new skills and and. I don't know, just and changing it up and doing something different next time. Yeah, and it and I think like 
one of the like I kind of like fears like in the back of your head is like especially branching out into something new like we've got this this animation studio that's like you know we're going with like netflix and jj and yeah and and hulu and all this stuff which is like always been a dream of mine and then it's like oh i'm gonna go like spend a whole bunch of time over here like working on this totally like different thing to some people it's like what i thought like like, totally why are they doing that like you could be going after all these other stuff and i'm just like one like i don't think it's necessary like why are you focusing on other people's expectations of you i think we all do it we all like go towards that but like yeah. you still like are drawn back to that like oh like what are other people going to think about this right but but then also it was like those those experiences and those things that i've learned over here on this other track are just influence the work that we do all the time sure. like i was introduced to a whole new slew of artists that like work in this like indie game dev experience yep. who are, are wildly talented um and then I'm in- introduced to like coding and the way that like programs are structured and that kind of helps. Um, Did you watch that documentary, Indie Game? Yeah, Indie Game, the movie. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Super Meat Boy is my jam, man. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Fez. The guy who made Fez lives in Nashville now. Really? Yeah, Phil Fish. Phil oh, Fish. Really? Yeah, he lives here. That's funny. I like. I wanna. I wanna meet that man and give him a hug. <laughs> I wanna you meet know? that guy. And just be like, you're 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 doing good, man. <laughs> I hope I hope you're doing all right. I would love to play Fez too. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He definitely um, does. Yeah, yeah. I he's guess the guy that left after 90 episodes. Oh yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, right when something good was gonna come his way, he left. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even realize it. He didn't realize what 90 what episode 92 was gonna give him. Yeah whatever the shout out but it uh maybe like kind of uh i guess we could talk forever about this we, stuff. Pro- we should probably wrap it up yeah yeah maybe tell us uh one last thing just like um when it comes to podcasting mm. and putting other people on the spot um what what keeps you do you find like podcasting because that's kind of what matt and i are talking about lately just i'm kind of putting you in in, in charge here What's the value of podcasting beyond when your brain starts to tell you, uh, what am I doing? This is just a lot of work. and Because and, I'm sure you're there. You've been podcasting for over a year now, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you get Almost that, two years now. Yeah. yeah. Do you get to that point where you're just like, another podcast, another yeah. game, another movie? Do you yeah. do you do weekly? Uh, bi-weekly. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little bit less consistent as late. But we just hit, we had like 50 episode mark. Um, yeah, no, it's tough. Cause like there are new, there are new podcasts that have sprung up in our exact space, in our exact niche. Um, sure. And that's like a little, not discouraging isn't the wrong word. Like I think they're doing like great things. Um, and, and, you know, but it does feel like cr- get crowded and it is like a lot of work and it does sometimes feel like, Oh, like, do I really need to be doing this? There's like other people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it comes down to like if you enjoy it and like you have an audience of people who are enjoying it and learning and and getting something out of it i think that that's valuable um but then also for me like uh, it's a great avenue for me to talk to people that i really respect and look up to and and i get to um ask them like a networking yeah a little bit yeah um and and that has been been very helpful and i and in in a small way i get to shape like part of our community as you know this small little section of the animation community um and 
I, I really believe in keeping things like positive as far as like the way that we talk about ourselves and, and other people in the industry and also like trying to combat that um, the fear that I think exists in in you know starting your own business sure. in in creating something that you're proud of like I think there's like I struggle with that stuff all the time of just like you know like this is not who I am but it, it feels like it is and right. I don't want to fail and, and I want to make stuff that I'm proud of that I want to make stuff that other people like I think that stuff's really tough and I think it's easier to like kind of get down on yourself and feel like you're competing with other people and right. I think like one of the things I, I want to do with animalators is like kind of fight against that and and right. just kind of like frame the way that we talk about ourselves and the way we help each other in the community um i don't know just be like for that right right yeah. so. is, a, is, is, a, is a great way to fight trolls because yeah it's regular it, yeah you know you have to keep doing it and keep doing it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you got to get through the the valleys yeah, yeah. And, and, the, the, and the emails. And, the and I think there's, like, a lot of value just in just, like, w we frame a lot of our interviews, like, around people's stories. Right. And I think there's a lot of value in, like, hearing the stories of people that you look up to. Because you start to, like, kind of strip away some of, like, the false things we believe about, yeah. about the people that we view to be successful sure. and talented. And, and we start to see that, like, oh, like, you know, someone gave them their break. Like it sure. wasn't just like sure. them willing this into existence or right. it's like outliers, gatekeepers. Yeah. yeah. And, and you start to see that there's like, they had their own path. And then when you listen to enough of them, you start to see like, Oh, there's not just like one way to do this. No matter how much this one guy or blog says like his way is the way, like there's so many ways to attack this. And like, I don't know. And like, you can do it too. And you're not like alone in this. Right. And so like, I think if, as long as I'm putting that out there, it feels worthwhile to me. Right. Right. Not alone. Chase the fun. Chase yeah. the fun. So what's it called? Animalators? Animalators. Cool. Yeah. Everybody does a, um, an animal gif that they feel like represents them. Okay. So Power like, animal. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cool. And they, they Patronus. Pr <laughs> promote that like with their episode. So they do a little gif. Okay, we'll animate a gif with it. To my Harry Potter thing go over everyone's head? Uh, yeah. I don't Patronus? I, I just watched Harry Potter for the first time in 2017. <laughs> what? I know. I'm waiting. I'm Patron waiting. Should I Patronus not admit that is about like myself? your spirit animal. Yeah, no, I, I'm, okay, okay. I'm down with the, the oh, yeah, Potter I, lingo I, now. Okay, okay. All right. Right on. So, and also Bouncy Smash. Bouncy, Bouncy Smash. Smash. Animalators podcast, Bouncy Smash. Ivy Studio. And, Ivy and, and, the, name of, and the name of your daughter? Uh, Izzy, Izzy, Isabella. and that's his greatest yeah. creation. Right there, that's his greatest creation. She's adorable. Yeah. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Zach Dixon, the man, the myth, the legend. You heard it here first on Don't Feed the Trolls. <laughs> he's gonna be a gatekeeper one day. Yeah, one day. he's gonna let us in. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> let it, just open the gate. Just yeah, walk yeah. Away. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'll I'll be handing you my resume here in a couple <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah.